Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD, and who's here with me? It's Michelle. It's Michelle. It's also Coco on my shoulder. She's just Aww. hanging out today because she's a sweet old lady. Guys, it's uh, it's We Watch Shudder. That should tell you everything you need to know about the show if you've never listened to it before. There's this thing called Shudder, and we watch it. What is it? Michelle, tell these people what Shudder is. It's a streaming service for horror movies. Yeah. And horror adjacent movies. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's what we do. We watch uh, new movies that are new and original, or rather, original and or exclusive releases from Shudder. And then we talk about them. They do a new one like every week almost, sometimes two a week. It's crazy. Uh, what's the movie we're talking about today, Michelle? Christmas, bloody Christmas. Oh, shit, yeah. Joe Bagos back on our plates here at We Watch Shudder. You may remember back in October, excuse me, Spooktober, we, uh, we talked about Joe's film Bliss, which I was a huge fan of. Michelle, not so much, but... Uh, well, I were. could not physically watch <laughs> it because I am right. epileptic, this, this and it, uh, yeah, the part uh, where it started getting good was right when I went, oh, yeah, that I have to watch this out of the corner of my eye. Okay. Not exactly <laughs> friendly to folks with, uh, with that particular ailment. We'll see yep. how Christmas Bloody Christmas holds up. Have to point out right away, of course, that... Uh, is being December, there's always going to be a, 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 a glut of holiday-themed movies. And interestingly enough, uh, this one coming out right at the same time as another very similar, somewhat more higher-profile uh, film called Violent Night, starring that guy from Stranger Things. David was Harbour. Also, yeah, he was also the Russian guy in that one Marvel movie with David the other Harbour. Russian people. Yeah, that's the fella. I haven't David seen that Harbour. one yet, Michelle. Have you seen that one? The Black Widow movie? No, uh, uh, Violent oh, Night. Oh, Violent Night. No, I have not, but I did listen to an entire woman explain the plot to her mother today and ruin it for me. So An entire woman, not like half a woman? I mean, I didn't see her. I assumed <laughs> that she was there in her entirety. Um, I'm not positive. You are slowly going away. What's in front of your webcam? Is it a rat? No, there's a fly crawling in front of my <laughs> webcam actually right now as we speak. Hang on just a minute. Uh, see, there it went. Okay. I, I don't know I, why there's a fly in my house in December. This is really troubling. Well, it doesn't want to be outside. It's cold. I'm, well, I'm starting to wonder if maybe there's a corpse in the basement that I don't know about. Why yeah, are there it wouldn't flies be all that surprising. Why am yeah. I? Oh, anyway. So Christmas, bloody Christmas. That's the movie we're talking about today. Uh, and... Uh, it being a Joe Bagos film, of course, I am a I'm a big fan of Joe. I enjoy Bliss. I really enjoyed VFW. Uh, a couple of his earlier ones that I still have yet to see. I haven't seen Almost Human yet. I've heard very good things about that. But we're in the holiday spirit. It's Christmas, bloody Christmas. Michelle, uh, why don't you uh, read for us, if you don't mind, the mm -hmm. description of this movie for all the good folks listening at home straight from the Shutter website. Okay, I shall. And we did read it ahead of time, and it's we not did. clearly. It's just stuff that's included in the trailer, so don't worry. Right. So, Christmas, bloody Christmas. It's Christmas Eve, and Tori just wants to get drunk and party. But when a local toy store's robotic Santa Claus goes haywire and begins a rampant killing spree through her small town, she's forced into a battle for survival. A Shudder original. 
A Shutter Original. Do you so, want to start us off with your ratings, JD? Because I am very curious if you're still a Joe Bagos fan after this movie. Well, I, I mean, know. one movie, no matter how good or bad, <laughs> wouldn't ruin an entire fandom for me or, another, uh, you know, it wouldn't make me hate the guy. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to talk about my spoiler-free thoughts on Christmas, buddy. Christmas. Um, I this uh, I, I, this one's hard to talk about. I didn't hate it. Um, I just I feel like it's not quite. It, it's a little bit more action and scenes, and not quite so much story. Like once the 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 ball really starts rolling, it's just you know like forty five minutes of robot santa chasing people down and killing them right and uh I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing uh it was it was enjoyable for what it was uh i feel like of all of joe's movies that i've seen uh it's the one i'm least likely to go out of my way to see again this very much felt like a once you've seen it you've seen it and it also felt like it maybe could have been like a half hour short as part of an anthology or rather than a, a feature length film, but I don't hate it. Right. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with a, with a straight up three skulls on this one. The gore and the effects are awesome. Joe Bagos has an aesthetic that I really just like in general. Uh, this one, it, it was enjoyable. It just didn't really draw me in significantly. Okay. Sounds good. You are How giving about it a three you? skull. Um, I so we know that I get very in my head about my ratings. I care way of too course. much about them and I try to analyze them. Um, this one is, again, just very hard for me to pick a number because there are parts of this that I would give a one that I really didn't like. But there are parts <laughs> of this that are a four or a five. I think there are some particular things that I really, That's really like. But as a whole, like not a perfect movie by any means so um i would say to kind of give people my thoughts on it i'm also going to go right in the middle and go about a three i did like it more than bliss this is my favorite of the joe bagos films but i don't like joe bagos's films really um there's something that you really like but i'd say this is my favorite of the three i've seen out of bliss and vfw um so yeah i will i'll go with a three as well so Three skulls All right, out of guys. five. So a three and a three averages out to a five. No, that's not how math works <laughs> at all. It averages out to a three. Uh, what happens now, Michelle? What happens now? Now, if they don't want us to spoil this movie, you're going to want to hit pause and then come back so that you can listen to our thoughts on it if you want to go see this movie you can um we're definitely going to spoil a lot of things about it so if you don't want to get spoiled for sure hit the pause button now all right so hopefully you guys came back to listen to the rest of the episode some of you never even went anywhere but some of you may have Michelle, you said some interesting things there that I, I really want to get to right away. Uh, mm-hmm. The first thing is you said uh, there are parts of this movie that would be like a one and then parts of this movie that would be a five. Uh, tell me the first thing that comes to mind when you are thinking parts of this movie that you would have rated a one. 
Um, the drunken rambling got to be a lot and it was fun for a little bit, but the drunker they got, the less I liked them <laughs> because it just went on and on. And part of that was such a, a difficult part of for me because it felt authentic. It felt like these are just two people ad living and we're recording it and this is just how they're talking and they're pretending to be drunk, but this is just a conversation they're having. But then it just kept going and yeah. wasn't adding anything so that after a while I was like oh please stop I liked when it was a juxtaposition between what the Santa was doing because I was like oh we're gonna do um, this relationship building but people would be bored just watching these people drink so we're cutting mm -hmm. back and forth between the two but it got to be so long and so tedious and it felt like yeah. yep I am at a bar and I am watching these people and it is authentic but it's gotten authentic to the point where I hate this <laughs> yeah and I, I agree wholeheartedly with that I feel like the first half hour of this movie um, it's my my least favorite part of the movie right uh, the mm -hmm. first half hour of it uh, because uh, I, I agree with you it's it's not that like I get what they were doing right like this is like let's introduce you to these characters let's let's show you who these are as people a little bit uh, trying to give a little bit of dimension to it but Literally nothing that happens in that first half hour matters to the rest of the movie mm -hmm. at all. Like mm -hmm. the whole angle about will they or won't they hook up? Is it going to, first of all, of course they're going to fuck. Yeah. Like, also, I just on. realized we didn't sum it up for people who, uh, who oh. didn't. You want to go ahead and do that? Yeah, I was going to say just a I mean it's a robotic Santa. He's going to yeah. kill people. It's it, there's not like a ton of story, but right. in case you are curious, so, it's about Tori and her employee Robbie uh which they work in a bar. She owns the bar, something like no, that. No, it's a it's a record uh, store. music store. Yes, yeah, sorry. Tori, they, then they Tori go to the owns bar. the record yep. store and Robbie works for Yep. And, record uh, store. And yeah. uh, so they have a whole sexual tension thing. He's been working for her for a long time. It's Christmas. She's going to go meet a Tinder guy. He doesn't want her to meet the Tinder guy. He convinces her to go drink with him. But first, they're going to go uh, check out their friends who are working at a toy store. Uh, the toy store. Bonkers. <laughs> Just like KB Toys. Which, by that the way, is so a real nostalgic. store. We'll talk about that in a minute. Interesting. Um yeah. So yeah, then they go to a bar, they get drunk, they go back to her place, uh, they're doing some nasty stuff, and then Robot Santa shows up for no apparent reason, starts killing people, and that's the rest of the movie. It's just Robot Santa coming after this woman for no apparent yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, they lay the groundwork right up front. They have a quick clip about how these military robots are being reprogrammed to be used in civilian settings. And of course, the moment you hear that, you're like, oh, so one of these robots is going to go crazy and go back to its military program programming and that's literally what happens the the santa robot just goes haywire and, and thinks it's a soldier on the battlefield and starts killing people um and, and uh, what's go ahead i just gotta i gotta say really quick that that's weird that such a niche thing i have seen before and seen done better one of my favorite movies growing up was toy soldiers okay Did you ever see toy soldiers no so there's a chip that they get from the military you, and they repurpose you, are, are it. Are you talking about small soldiers? Wait, I might be thinking about... Because I am Toy Soldiers, I think, soldiers. is a yep. movie, a, a totally yep. different movie. <laughs> no, Tyler, oh okay. my God. This now is another that, yes, room I have seen thing. small soldiers, yes. I, I just need like, to give a, a disclaimer. I am so much smarter than this podcast. <laughs> 
I am such an idiot when I start talking. I should never talk anymore. No. But yes, small soldiers, uh, they repurpose a chip yep. that was used for military and then they put into these toys. The toys come alive. They start killing each other. And I was like, that's such a niche thing mm-hmm. that I've seen before. And it's just strange. And that was also, I don't think it's really a Christmas movie, but I got that movie for Christmas. So I always associate it with Christmas. So I'm like, even oh, that, no, like as a niche Christmas movie. Because I'm pretty sure it's about like like I think it's set around Christmas which is part yeah. of the gimmick as for why there are so many toys involved in the story I don't remember yeah, it's been it's, so long it's a little bit it, and but. I know they wrap her up in like Christmas lights but I yeah. also know part of it is I just I got it for Christmas so it was yeah. like one of it's those movies movie I watched like every Christmas, Christmas movie, movie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly where it's such a small thing like Christmas is why this is happening but yeah I just I had to throw it out there that I was like out of all the things I've right. seen a Christmas toy come to life because it was repurposed from military things before yeah and that's just such a weird a weird thing I had to mention in case anybody else sure. has seen small well, soldiers of not toy soldiers we've also <laughs> all seen several iterations over the years of Santa gone bad uh, yeah. You know, uh, a variety of like of, Bad of Santa them. with Billy yeah. Bob Thornton, <laughs> or or Violent Night that's happening right now, or Fat Man with Mel Gibson from a couple of years back, or you mm-hmm. know uh, Santa's sleigh with you know S L A Y, you know it's yep. uh, Santa Camp, a right. documentary that I did not understand why it was an M A rating until five minutes <laughs> into the documentary, and they immediately start talking about racism, and I went. Oh, oh, this is gonna get sad. Gonna get so real sad. Yeah, yeah. Nope. So, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. So that first half, it, it's interesting. It's hard to criticize it because I agree with you. I think it's well performed. Uh, I almost, I, I have to wonder if maybe some of that was very improvised because it does feel very off the cuff, very naturalistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really well done. It just doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie at all. And then once Santa gets going, I mean, the the splatter is great. Some of my favorite parts of this movie are obviously some of the kills uh, when uh, 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 that they're running out of the house to, to try and, and get away uh, and they get in the car uh, and they hit that other car and that guy comes out who by the way was played by Joe Bagos and Santa comes up behind him and just lops his head in half with that axe and then he gets smashed through the windshield and his head's dangling back and it's split down the middle ah really good fun splat and like like it's practical effects and it's not great practical effects right but along with the 16 millimeter that they shot on and the way they lit it uh, it has a style and a panache to it that was just really fun. This movie, honestly, in a lot of ways, reminded me a lot of the first Terrifier. Uh, just uh, with the, the grain and look of it, the violence, the brutality, those practical effects, uh, with just a little bit more story involved. It's just the story still didn't have anything to do with the overall plot. Uh, but no, it's it's splatterific. Um, there's, uh, uh, just, I, I don't even know what, I, I, I don't want to give away all the kills, although this is the spoiler section. I don't know. Maybe I can convince one of these weirdos who doesn't watch the movies to go watch it. Uh, but no, I, uh, once Joe gets going and, uh, and, and uh, you know, things are going crazy. It's, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that final scene uh, where he's on fire um, mm-hmm. and then he's an entirely different 
thing coming after her. Oh I yeah, really when like he just, that. That was the the five skull part where I was like, "Ooh, I really yeah, like yeah, this." As as Santa uh, slowly becomes less and less Santa and just more and mm-hmm. more Terminator exposed robot. Uh, I feel like, by the way, this movie should have been called The Sand Terminator. I thought that would have been a better oh title than Christmas Bloody Christmas. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it was, uh, I just, I don't even really have a lot to say about it because it was mm-hmm. what it was, right? It's a, a holiday-themed splatter fest, uh, lots of gore, lots of violence, uh, lots of F-bombs all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. I think probably my single favorite scene in the entire movie uh just because and I, I mean it's sort of obvious it's it's not the most subtle or clever thing uh but like you were talking about the they did uh this cross-cutting scene when santa's first uh getting to work uh and when uh tori and uh and robbie are getting to work uh, and they're cutting back and forth, and I was just like, "Oh, it's like, oh, little death, big death, little death, big death." I get it, and so you know that <laughs> that that whole that whole crossover thing. Uh, I thought that was really well done. Um, Joe does weird shit with his lighting. He apparently is obsessed with uh, whoever uh, Dario Argento's lighting guy is. He loves these bright colored just washing gels you just like get everything soaked in red or everything soaked in green um is a very visually stylized kind of look uh, i thought the very obvious use of very fake snow kind of added something uh, to that that aesthetic along the way um i just I, I feel like there could have been a little bit more story here to draw me in alongside everything else that was going on mm-hmm. I have a lot of little thoughts about this one. I actually Bring filled it, a Michelle. notebook page. Bring it. Uh, okay, so I'm trying to think from the beginning of this movie. Small town. It definitely has a small town feel. I like the small town feel of this movie because it is remote enough that people feel helpless, but it's not so remote that you run out of fodder for this this Santa to... Uh, yeah. To, kill people it's not like in the woods where they'd be very limited it just it felt very small town and I'm from a small town and it felt true to that so that was a, a thing that I like um, one of my complaints throughout the movie Something, is if you don't mm-hmm. mind before we go too far I do want to circle back around now that you're talking about the town uh, this uh, appears to have been shot in a place called Placerville California uh, which I did I figured out because there's the scene where the ambulance explodes outside that building, and there's a big sign at the top of the building that says Placerville Soda Works, uh, which I believe is where that record store, it's like in that old Soda Works building. And I just, I saw that building and I saw that sign, and I was like, there's no way this is not a real thing, right? So I just Googled Placerville Soda Works, and sure enough, it's a real building. That's the real sign on it. But that discovery led me to this discovery, which I mentioned earlier, that toy store, T.W. Bonkers, is a real toy store in Placerville, California, and that's the real name of it. It's called T.W. Bonkers, and that's the craziest fucking thing ever. Uh, I, I, I thought that was, I, I don't know, uh, uh, I mean, hopefully they didn't ruin the store too much because it looks like an awesome place, and now I, I want to go to Placerville and go to T.W. Bonkers. There, I'm done. Continue. 
interesting spot for a road trip. I'm down to just wander around this small town and be like, oh, my God, this is where they shot this scene. This is where the ambulance exploded. Just like these small town people are not going to like us. I know how small towns are. And they're going to be like, we just got the Internet a year ago and we hate you. They're all so <laughs> mad at Joe Bagos right now. Yeah. How dare you? Um yeah, no, that's fascinating. I, yeah, it just, it gave a true small town feel. And now we know how th- true that was. Um, one of my complaints uh, throughout the first part of the movie is that I didn't buy the idea that he was a robot Santa. Um, I think they covered his whole body and the way he walked was pretty robotic, but they didn't really do much with his face. And she even says, I think a guy stole that suit and put it on and is coming after us. So it just, I was like, is is this a real dude? And I think they did the first person perspective when he first starts killing people because they're like, no, he really is a robot. We know he doesn't look like a robot, but I was just like, I'd like a little bit more robot in my robot killing Santa. Shout out by the way to Abraham Ben Ruby as the uh, fully human face version of the Santa robot. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. been in a whole bunch of things, but I know Abraham Ben Ruby because he played the giant Olaf in Buffy the Vampire Slayer who was married to Anyanka the Vengeance Demon, who became Anya, who married Xander and was part of the Scooby Gang. Yeah, I'm that guy. Anyway, shout out to I know ben all Ruby. of that. <laughs> all of those references made sense to me. <laughs> um, another thing, uh, we just covered a movie that filmed in 16 millimeter last week. Yes, we so did. So this is apparently a thing we're just doing this month uh, when we watched... Oh my God! Why did I a wounded fawn? Yes. Um. Apparently, this is a thing, and I am having an internal debate with myself about it because I have always said that I would prefer realistic effects, or else, um, don't show me anything, make it happen off screen. And now we're just getting the sixteen millimeter movies where they're doing the practical effects because it's true to the style that they're doing, sure. and I can't figure out how I feel about it. No, that makes sense. It's uh, uh, I like I feel like if you're gonna go with a certain, I I think it it's definitely an homage to the movies that they grew up with, right? These low mm-hmm. budget, uh, '70s, uh, and '80s films, uh, which interestingly enough, most of those, as I under, uh, like at least the ones that I can think of that are like real legendary films, were shot on 35. You know, I mean, they're they're not the greatest 35 millimeter prints, but they're I mean, they're not quite 16 millimeter grainy. But yeah, 16 adds a uh, there's a there's a very sort of ethereal quality to it. It's uh, uh, it, it's its own sort of animal in a lot of ways. And you can you can get away with a lot in 16 that you can't get away with in high definition. Also, mm-hmm. frankly, 16 millimeter, I imagine, is a way to be able to still shoot on film but do it cheaply. <laughs> I, I, I have to wonder if maybe that's a big part of why a lot of these guys are, are, are shooting in 16 because mm-hmm. they want to work with film, right? They don't want to shoot digitally, but... 35 millimeter is incredibly cost prohibitive. So, yeah, I 
I do. So we we've watched two in a row now that are 16 millimeter and they've been fun. But I hope this is not a thing that we're just going to get inundated with where it's like it's this thing that everybody happened to do. And now all their movies are coming out because we often see that where I mean, this is a bad Santa movie that was released the same week as another one. Sometimes like the collective unconscious causes us to have the same thing come over and come out all the time. Or like after paranormal activity, everything was exorcism. It gets better so than like, that ugh. because I was told by a friend of mine who went to see Violent Night last weekend that because Christmas Buddy Christmas, in addition to dropping on Shutter today, is also playing in limited theaters around the country. And they played the trailer for Christmas Bloody Christmas in front of Violent Night when he went to see it. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'm going to see a, 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 a Santa violence movie and there's another trailer for a Santa violence. Granted, That's two crazy. very different Santa violence movies, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they're still both Santa violence movies. It's that time of year, <laughs> Michelle. It's that time Apparently. of year. Apparently. Uh, I did make an... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, you can continue your thought because mine was a oh, different thought. No, it's a completely different thought as well. I was shifting oh. ground, so you shift No, you first. go. Mine okay, is written fine, down so we can come back I, to uh, it. <laughs> no, I was just going to say I, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, shout out the soundtrack to this movie uh, and also that record video store. Uh, that's the only place in this movie that, I, I, as far as I could tell, is not an actual place. That was a set they developed for the movie. If I'm wrong about that, I apologize. Uh, but whoever designed that set has clearly been in every underground, like, used vinyl and music and video place ever. That's super cool. Uh, it looks authentic. Um, that, <laughs> there's so many, like, like underground or, or obscure heavy metal references all over that store and in the music. Uh, I was looking at the soundtrack listing, and you've got bands like Thou and Isis and uh, 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 Death Crux and all these different bands on the soundtrack. And then one thing I actually really love about this and also about Bliss and a lot of Joe's movies is uh, he's, there's this guy, I think he, I, his name is either Steve Moore or Steve Morse. I don't remember exactly. Uh, but all the original music for these movies uh, are his. And uh, it's this very, there's so this very awesome like droney, doom heavy metal vibe in a lot of the music is very ambient sort of heavy metal doom stuff uh and i've never seen it's rare that i've seen people use like good extreme underground heavy metal music as movie music the way joe bagos does uh, he, uh, I, I love that element of, of his of his films i thought the music in this was great uh, completely unrelated. I just have a note that Joe Bagos loves his distraught women in a bathroom scene. <laughs> yes, he does. Because <laughs> now I don't remember if there was one in VFW, but there absolutely was in Bliss and there was in this movie. And he just loves distraught women in bathrooms. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. If like that's a thing he's doing where he's like every every movie we got to have hey, a distraught woman in a bathroom. Tarantino loves feet. Joe Bagos yep. loves ladies freaking out in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my my last one i i have questions about the town i like the town but where so i guess now we know where they are but apparently this is a town where everybody just cosplays like they're in the 90s because tinder and reddit are a thing but so is a reddit or a reddit a record store and this old-fashioned toy store and everybody's like 
wearing grunge clothing and That's like a, love in the 90s yeah but uh <laughs> like like record stores and toy stores like that are actually a like like that's a real thing that's happening all over the country right now, especially in bigger cities. Uh, like I went to Las Vegas for the first time last year, uh, and there's a store in Las Vegas called Nightmare Toys uh, that's all centered not just around toys, but specifically as much as possible around like horror and sci-fi toys. And it's a huge store, right? And then they also sell some some uh, some videos in there. They've got a. a uh, they've got a used video section that is, it's not just used videos, it's like the most obscure shit that like even I had not heard of half of what they have on the shelf. Uh, but no, these these little boutique weird toy stores and weird record stores like that are, are all over the place and I thought that this felt very authentic to at least the ones of those uh, that I have been to and then of course we find out that's because that is an actual one of these toy stores. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, a nostalgia kind of culture, a, a nostalgia subculture mm -hmm. trend. Absolutely. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, also shout out. Uh, I've been remiss a couple of times in this podcast. Yeah. Now. That's a word. You almost missed being remissing. I know. Right. <laughs> uh, the, uh, whoever designed uh, uh, Tori's wardrobe uh, in this uh, is clearly, uh, a, a significant heavy metal fan. She's wearing a death t-shirt. She's got a cephalic carnage patch on the side of her jacket. Uh, there's another patch on the other arm that I didn't quite make out the uh, the name on, but I know I recognize it. It just didn't sit well. There's like all these references to cool. Like uh, it feels so authentic because I think very clearly the people who designed this movie are the people who know that stuff, right? They're not. They're not faking anything. They're they're actually I, I I feel like Joe Bagos is the guy that you could just bump into in a heavy metal record store like the like Root Cellar Records in Minneapolis or Nightfall in in Chicago way back in the day, uh, places like that. There's a couple references for some of you out there. Don Decker, Nightfall Records, Minneapolis. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you do. Anyway, no, it's. Uh, uh, I, I thought I, I know what you mean. There's, but that's a that's a huge thing happening right now, and it's pretty rad. I've definitely been to multiple record store and toy stores. I just prefer my reality where everybody is cosplaying like they're in the 90s <laughs> as though this is some sort of recreation. And that's why after hours, they're allowed to talk about uh, Reddit and Tinder. But during the day, if you bust out a cell phone, you're getting reprimanded. So I just thought this felt like a live recreation, like where people will go to like a Renaissance festival and they have to be in character. That's. I prefer my reality over right the on. actual reality oh, of I'm this movie. <laughs> okay. I'm much better now. That's good. That's good. I, I hope you got some demons out. <laughs> yeah, we're going to leave that in for everybody who was, uh, who well, was just listening. Those were all my comments anyway. I did write down yeah. Nightmare Toys, though, because I am going to check that out. Oh, Nightmare Toys is awesome. It started in Huntsville, Alabama, uh, and then the guy was like, this is clearly not the right place for a toy store like this. Uh, and then they went to Vegas, and it's amazing. I have a T-shirt from there where it's like Elvis, but he's it's like a, a mashup of Elvis and Frankenstein. It's so or what Frankenstein's monster? Excuse me, not the doctor. <laughs> Be accurate. As he's on dying, your you show. can call me Frankenstein. I don't mind. That's a meme. <laughs> I quoted a meme. We should probably wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, so. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, again, it's not my favorite Joe Bagos work. Uh, it definitely, uh, I feel like it's the kind of thing that 
if you're into splattery slasher movies um, and kitschy, like, oh, it's Santa going crazy kind of gimmicks, you know, it's definitely one that you're not going to regret seeing once. But like I said, of all of Joe's works that I've seen so far, uh, probably the one that I am going to... I don't know if I will ever watch this one again, or I at least won't seek it out. That's fair. Yeah, I I don't think I'll seek out any of his movies, but I just... Michelle. It's not my thing. But this is also my favorite of the three, so we are the opposite <laughs> on that <laughs> that's, regard. That's fair as well. <laughs> All right, so what do we got coming up uh, on Monday for our, uh, our catch-up on the last few movies of the year? Or the first well, few movies of the year? We will have Boris Karloff, the man behind the monster. Yes, it's a documentary. Yes, yes. It's about Boris about, Karloff, in case he can't tell. <laughs> talk about that legend. Uh, probably going to talk a little bit about not just the documentary, but also some of his significant films. Uh, I recently rewatched both Frankenstein and The Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, James Whale is a fucking genius. Uh, Save this for Monday. Yeah, Save it right. for Monday. Right. And then what's <laughs> the new one coming next week, Michelle? The Apology, which I know zero about. I don't know anything I, about it I either. I have no idea. It's called The Apology, and I'm looking forward yep. uh, to that. It's rare these days that I make it all the way to a shutter drop without knowing anything at all about the movie, and so I'm mm-hmm. real excited about that. Yeah, the last couple of months I've known basically all of them, so that was cool to kind of have a like a departure from my usual. I have no idea what this is. I'm going in right. completely blind. But the last couple of months it's been like, oh, okay, at least some things getting released ever since October. I've heard of so i don't know if that means that i'm more tuned into the horror community or if the horror community is doing a better job of becoming a little bit more mainstream and i i don't know i'm curious though i yeah. uh, i think it's also because we're just a little bit more tuned into shutter specifically what a fabulous piece of work that service i is. deliberately hey. don't look anything up about it though that's really? why i don't know i don't i don't think my mannerisms have changed except that i I look at the list, but I looked at the list of releases before, so I don't know. I'm That's just fair. Well, mm-hmm. guys, uh, that was our episode. Uh, mm-hmm. If uh, if if you enjoyed it, thank you. If you didn't, shut your mouth. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if, please share your thoughts with us on on the various places where you listen to us. We're on all your favorite podcasting platforms. If there's an ability to uh, like, rate, uh, leave a comment, leave a review. Uh, we would very much appreciate that. You can check us out on all uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at We Watch Shutter. Uh, we Watch Shutter dot com is our website, and we have just recently, as of I believe yesterday, launched the first wave of the Squelch Files. Lots of squelching imagery for you on that Shutter <laughs> website, along with other things. Yeah, we uh, love. If it col- seems, uh, guys, oh. like I may be a little groggy and on drugs, it's probably because I took a Xanax right before we started recording this podcast. Because I haven't been sleeping well, and it's just about bedtimes for JD. Well, that's good. Uh, I will just throw one <laughs> like, more thought out before we go. I feel like uh, it's important to admit your drug use to the audience. <laughs> I mean, I also have Xanax because it's 2022, and how can you not have some sort of I, mental disorder I don't or four in my case? If, like, look, if you don't have a bottle of either Xanax or Ativan in your medicine cabinet or your pocket, for that matter, I don't mm-hmm. think you're a real human being. 
I'm a little concerned when I meet a person who is 100% heterosexual and not on any sort of medication. I'm like, how? 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 In 2022, both so, of those things are true? <laughs> well, guys, uh, on that note, we'll yeah. be turning this podcast off and starting our new show we take drugs starring jd and michelle <laughs> we watch jd take drugs <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah, we watch shutter uh, but we watch jd take drugs <laughs> uh yeah so keep your eyes on shutter uh there's so many great things keep listening to us tell all your friends say good night michelle good night michelle